You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday night, Kings fans. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you, uh, you know, sadness about the Kings. My name is Sarah Avampato, as always, host of this show. Uh, you can also hear me on places like Locked On NHL, where I talk about the Western Conference on Wednesdays with Jess Belmastro of Locked On Flames. Uh, you may have read my work over at Jewels from the Crown back in the day. Sometimes I pop up now on Hockey Royalty, but mostly I am just here on this podcast and also on Twitter yelling about sports. And so I'm glad that you're here with me today to listen to me yell about sports in a special post-game edition of Locked on Kings, uh, because I figured didn't get a show up before puck drop. So why not just wait until after and then we can like get this game out of our systems, we can get this stupid road trip out of our systems. And then maybe tomorrow, like we'll be refreshed and happy. And that's a lie, but fake it till you make it right. Okay. Anyway, cool. Today, I have also wrangled a friend of the show, Jason Hernandez from Locked on Ducks onto the show to talk about this game because that's what friends are for. When you say, hey, are you going to watch that game about that team that you don't cover? Um, and they they say yes. And then you say, do you want to be on a podcast with me about that game that you're watching? And then they say yes. So that's what we did here. So hi. Um, thanks for hi. joining the show, <laughs> Jason, for talking about the Kings. And I mean, really, I feel like this is a bit of like, I mean, the Ducks are actually winning games, which I feel like is is a foreign feeling for me. So I guess you get to kind of, I don't, I don't know, point and laugh a little bit at what's going I'm on. I'm not going to point and laugh because the Ducks are almost as bad as the Kings. <laughs> but you've at almost least, like, as bad. You've at least won a couple games, right? Yeah, and followed by a nice little losing streak. That's all right. We won Yay. one, so, you know. Um, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's cool. Everything's <laughs> fine. Um of course, if you have not listened to this show before, uh, you may not already know that uh, Jason is also my eye in the sky at Ontario Rain Games. Uh, he gets to more yep. than his fair share. Sorry, can I can I just games. get this out no. of the way right yes. now? Yes. Okay. Cool. After watching the post game tonight on LA Kings Live or whatever they call it nowadays, <laughs> it's clear that some some of the guys. This is going to be on the air, right? Yeah. Can I, mean, can, I and, can I say this? Can I say yeah. what I want to say? Uh-huh. Some of those guys clearly do not watch the Ontario Rain at all. Well, like well, they have so no idea what they're talking about. Listeners of this podcast then will have a leg up on all of the TV men because you all clearly also care about the rain because you're here because we talk about them all the time. Um, but so yeah. we're gonna talk about the rain a little bit because unfortunately the Ontario Rain to are gonna be relevant, more relevant yeah. than usual. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to because one of them's gonna come up. Yeah. So if you yeah. didn't see the game, if you decided not to subject yourself to watching the Kings and the Blues, uh, what you missed is that Sean Walker left the game in the first period with what appears to be a pretty gnarly lower body injury. Um, his legs went in directions that I don't think legs should go in. So if it wasn't bad enough that the Kings are already down Drew Doughty, who fortunately, you know, the, the latest prognosis is like mild sprain, no ligament damage. So it shouldn't be something too long-term, but he's still going to be out for a little while while he yeah, I, whatever this is. I and, think the exact wording is he's quote, 
he's in good spirits, unquote. Which well, tells me that know. he's going to be out for a couple games. Yeah, I have. I, I know at least one person said they saw him on crutches at uh, at some point. So yep. I feel like that that doesn't bode well in general. Uh, but so we're already down down Drew Doughty. Uh, Austin Strand was the call up from the rain uh, to kind of step into the lineup. Olimata played, and now he isn't playing because he's not that good. Um, Austin Strand, I thought in this game was. Really did a really strong performance. He's been great for the rain in their handful of games. So not how I wanted him to return to the NHL, but it's what happened. So we've got Austin Strand and now Sean Walker looks like he is going to be out for quite a bit uh, based on just the initial viewing of his injury. And so we're also going to look a little bit at who possibly the next call up from the rain could be. But before we get into all that, the game that happened was basically Vladimir Tarasenko to Kings, nothing plus another added bonus. Exciting. Well, here's uh, what it was at the, at the start of the game. They were sleepwalking. Well, yeah. I mean, at one point in the game, shots on goal were, I kid you not 10, nothing. It was 10, nothing in the first stanza of the game. That's how bad they looked. They came out, they came out super flat. There was no movement on their legs for the first maybe 10 minutes of the game. They had puck possession for maybe 69 seconds, and that's it. Nice. Not so nice if you're a Kings fan because St. Louis controlled the puck possession for almost the entire first period. It was shot after shot after shot, and they were good shots too. Jonathan Quick was trying his best to his credit in that first period, and he kept them. Get ready, Kings fans. Jonathan Quick kept them in the game today. <gasps> yeah, he did. For, the, for, the, the first... for those of you, for those of you that say, "Oh, Jonathan Quick is the backup," no, Quick did a great job today. Yeah, he did. The first period, the shot total eighteen to seven in favor of St. Louis, and there was no score. No one, Jonathan Quick stopped all the things that got to him. And yeah, like for people who are like, "Oh, Jonathan Quick is terrible and washed up and whatever," games like this, he did everything he could. I wouldn't put either of the goals against on him. Both of them were essentially breakaways by Vladimir Tarasenko, one of the best shooters in this league. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of just throw up your hands and you're like, well, whatever. But I feel like that's what makes this loss even more kind of insulting. Jonathan Quick did everything he could to give this team a fighting chance through two periods of this game. In the second period, the Kings kind of reversed the tide. Shots were 12 to three in favor of the Kings. The Kings had several power plays and just couldn't get anything past um, Billy Huso, who is like, you know, a backup and has struggled in previous starts. And we made him look like a Vezina candidate, apparently. But mm-hmm. like that, that's the thing that irks me most about this game is that we got a like increasingly rare, very strong performance from Jonathan Quick. Like at no time watching him did I get the like Jonathan Quick anxiety of oh not at all. My God, what are you doing? You know, not at all. And I don't, I don't put either of those two goals on Jonathan Quick. That first one was on a re- a very terrible turnover by the LA Kings. Mm-hmm. And I know I've said his name in the past. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to put the blame on anybody, the line that I thought struggled today and was on the ice for both of those Tarasenko goals is the line. And you're ready, Kings fans. Those wow. of you that are familiar with this program have heard me say this time and time again. But Gabriel Velarde, what are you doing? You're out there 
you're out there trying to make something happen and you just shillelagh the puck over to Vladimir Tarasenko, one of the most dynamic goal scorers in the game when he's completely healthy and you give him that? No, that's not how hockey works. That's not how any of this works. The line yeah. of Gabe Velarde, Adrian Kempe, Carl Grundstrom, they accounted for two of the goals against. In fact, looking at Nat Statrick, thank you to the boys at Natural Statrick once again, their, their Corsi line was awful. Their relative Corsi was beyond bad. They couldn't get any shots on net, and they couldn't defend. That was the line that I think really sealed the deal for Jonathan Quick. And again, Quick did not look bad. It was just that line. Could not generate any offense. Uh, you know which line did impress me today that I have to at least give a shout out to? Yes, please do. Is is the line of Victor Arvidsson, mm-hmm. Dustin Brown, and Andre Kopitar. And they had some high danger chances too. And Sarah can attest to this because we're on a group chat with other Kings people. And I said, he missed that? Dustin Brown had an open shot in the third period and just could not get it through the net. But I give them credit for at least creating open shots and creating opportunities. But Velarde, Kempe, they just did not look good out there tonight. Yeah, yeah. We will uh, take a little bit more of a look at both of those uh, because I think both of those lines were things I wanted to touch on uh, as well. We'll take a look at both of those uh, coming up right after this. But before we get into that, let's talk more about television because – I don't know about you, but I am sometimes very tired of the fact that I have about 85 different logins and four different remote controls, and I can't ever remember what is streaming on what. Well, now there's a new way to watch television, and that is direct TV stream. It is a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without all the hassle. You can get all your TV all together. Direct TV stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. There's no more juggling remotes, no more wondering where your remote is because your cat sat on it. Nothing like that. No new devices. All nice, all simple. The best part is, what is the best part? Do you know what the best part is? What's the best part? The best part is there is no annual contract. (gasps) Wait, so none of these eight-year contracts? Nope. Wow. Yeah, nice. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So you can get a better deal than some NHL teams out there. It is. It is. <laughs> you can get rid of the clutter and the confusion and not have a like 13 year long contract and get your TV together with direct TV stream. You can learn more by going to directtv.com. That's D I R E C T V.com. Compatible devices are required and content varies by package. Watch responsibly. Let's talk Victor Arvidsson. Let's, let's do that. Because he he is he is a player who I, when i was watching this game a he was creating things he was making things happen he looked good on special teams he was getting the puck to the net i feel like he is routinely one of the players with the most shots on goal uh in a game you know yes is that always indicative of things not always but you know he had six shots in this past game which is kind of normal for him and in talking to predators folks they're like yeah he's going to lead your team in shots all the time so i guess we have our new like jeff carter because jeff carter would always get like six shots and then nothing Mm -hmm. would happen for him because he and this team is cursed but i really i i despite the fact that arvidsson hasn't been lighting up the score sheet yet i'm just really excited for the day when it all clicks for him because he is 
you know, help, providing sort of that creative winger that we have always looked for, for Poranja Kopitar to have. And now he has one. And there were so many chances that I remember watching either, like you said, Arvidsson set up someone like Brown and it just couldn't go in or Arvidsson himself going to the net and not finding success. That was yeah, just Yeah, I mean, there, there was a little bit of bad puck luck on this mm-hmm. game. Just a little bit. Yeah. Where you had Huso beat and just mm-hmm. couldn't get a stick on the puck or couldn't get the puck right right on the stick. Or even the the cross ice pass from mm-hmm. the right-handed player to the left-handed player. I yes, I have seen what you sent me. I have seen <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the video, the singing mm-hmm. video. For those of you that are unaware, Sarah, uh, very aptly, uh, I think that you retweeted this where someone said, oh, look at the rotation of the puck. Mm-hmm. That happened a couple of times where yeah. the puck just went off of either Brownie stick or Andre mm-hmm. stick, just not in the right direction. And they couldn't get a flat on the stick perfect shot because the puck was rolling on them. So that is a little bit of puck luck. Yeah. Bad luck, but it's right. there. Yeah. Look at the and, amount and it, of opportunities they had. They were high danger mm-hmm. chances too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you look at all the fancy stats stuff, uh, the Kings actually at at even strength led in high danger chances nine to five, um, in in favor of the Kings over the Blues. Uh, they just couldn't. You know, the Blues had more scoring chances. They just weren't as good. Um, but they managed to put the puck in the net several times. Thanks, Vladimir Tarasenko. Wasn't it great when we all thought that he was going to not be on the Blues anymore? Like, I remember that. Could like. Come on, really? Like, yeah, really. And, and a the fact that uh, Seattle could have had him for free and chose not to take him. <laughs> Their choice of Vince Dunn, a good choice, it's fine. But you know, had I been the Seattle GM, Vladimir Tarasenko certainly was my choice in our mock draft that we did. Yeah, uh, but so, you're too smart for the NHL, apparently. Apparently, but you know, Seattle could have had him. I thought it would have been great if, like, the Kings would have traded for him. Because especially at the time, he was disgruntled. And, uh-huh. you know, you can kind of have your way with your 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 trade package for a disgruntled player. But now he's all smiles because he's scoring goals. And the Blues are one of the few undefeated teams left in the league. And I'm yep. like, great, cool. Well, that was a nice dream of not there- having to play Tarasenko so often. There's one aspect of those two goals and really Tarasenko's game plan that kind of went a little bit unnoticed that I do want to touch on mm-hmm. is, his, is his defense mate, Tori Krug, did a good job of helping spread the blue line and spread the defense in a way where he can maintain puck control. And he did this a couple times, did not result in a goal per se. But when I saw Tarasenko and Krug out there together, he did a good job quarterbacking that blue line and making the Kings defense a little bit staggered and a little bit on their heels to the point where you saw someone open like a Tarasenko, like a Barbashev both times. And did those results in goals? Not necessarily, but did they result in good chances? Yes. Yes, they did. So I just wanted to give Tori Krug that little minute just because of how important to the Blues he is and how important of a player he is in general. He was important to the Bruins, and he's proving to be important to the Blues now. So just wanted to give, give that out there. 
Yeah, I feel like Blues fans are still, uh, you know, or uh, Bruins fans are still, you know, sad about they're, they're losing ruined. him. Yeah, they're they're boo. Okay, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any? Well, there there was there was one other positive that I saw in this game, despite the fact that the Kings lost, and it's very frustrating, and we're all annoyed, and now like hockey Twitter is like fire Todd McClellan, which I don't think is the answer, but whatever, that's in a whole other podcast. But one of the other positive things that I took away from this game was, okay, sure. The Kings had a bunch of power play opportunities that they didn't capitalize on, but that second power play unit with Arthur Kaliev, uh, Vladimir uh, Kachev, I think Velarde's on it too. It's kind of the random power play unit, but looking at some of the plays that, uh, Kachev is setting up the the puck movement, the player movement that he's creating, and the fact that they all realize let's just feed the puck to Arthur Kaliev, and eventually it's yep. going to start going in for him. Yep. Like I'm really liking that. Uh, frustrating that it didn't work this time, but there's definitely some promise in that, which is a weird thing to say about the Kings' power play, which has been perpetually terrible. You're talking to someone that covers the Ducks. Well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey, at least you're not like the last team to get a power play goal this season like you were last year, right? You know, I could talk about the Ducks power play for 20 minutes, and I might do that, <laughs> but we'll, we'll save that. Yeah. The Kings power play is not bad right now. They're getting the chances. They're getting the opportunities. They're at least getting the puck into the zone and creating opportunities for the Artie party to start, mm-hmm. but it just the confetti just never came out for the party. It's unfortunate. Uh, what yeah. I do like about that unit in particular is the way that Kachev uh, somehow finds a way mm-hmm. to weave his way down the middle. Like, yes, you could get the puck on the side, and yes, you could dump and chase or dump and change or whatever. Some teams will do that. But at least with that particular line, Kachev has enough speed and enough puck control that he will more often than not at least gain control and get it out to his two uh, quarterbacks on the power play, which usually results in a decent opportunity for Arthur Kaliev. So it's Mm -hmm. only a matter of time before we're going to see him score power play goal after power play goal. It's a matter of time. It's going to happen. Right. In fact, you know what? I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen Thursday. Maybe. Yeah. You know why it's going to happen Thursday? Because the Jets are equally sad. Because Kings games that I've attended this season, they are 1-0. And Kings games that I've attended in person where the power play worked, they're, <laughs> I'm just saying. I like it. I like that theory. I, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's only a joke, but I no, mean, I, I do think they will pull through in this particular game. Because Winnipeg's penalty kill, it's mm, meh. Yeah look, yeah. look at how the Ducks power play made Winnipeg look. Oh, I'm yeah, just that's saying. Right. That's right. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Well, but but I I am I am pleased, with, despite all the other bad things about this game and the fact that I was really annoyed at the loss and that they you know have now disrespected both Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson in quick succession uh, by just hanging them out to dry at times. Rude. Um, you know the 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 power play does show promise. I think that you know I, I do like that. They're putting uh, Kalia particularly in positions to succeed. I like that he is shooting the puck. That is what he is here for. So I think we'll see success there eventually. Uh, I just hope it comes soon because 
this is getting hard to watch. I'm just going to call it right now. Bold prediction. All right. Get ready to party on Thursday. All right. I'm I'm down with that. All right. Cool. Well, we're going to uh, wrap up the show by taking another look at that Sean Walker injury and uh, hy- hypothetically who we think could possibly come up next from the AHL to fill that void. Before we get into that, two things. Number one, to just off the top of your head, do you know who the, the last team remaining to score a power play goal is? Um, Vegas, I hope. It's Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, so I feel like no matter how like sad or frustrating or whatever the Kings get this year, the fact that Vegas has one win and zero power play goals, I think is just always going to kind of warm my heart. Can we take like, 10 seconds for an evil laugh here? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I thought you were going to join me there. No, I, 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 it was all, it was all you, you, it was great. Um, Yeah. So Vegas, no power play goals. Uh, we're going to talk about, like I said, uh, Sean Walker and sadness coming up next. But first, let's talk about something delicious. And that's mm. a built Bar. Yeah. Yeah. So built Bars, if you haven't had one yet, uh, they are protein bars that taste like candy bars. They're covered in chocolate. They are just really delicious all around. They are high in protein, high in fiber, low sugar, low calories, low carbs, low all that stuff. But again, all tasty, all healthy. One of the greatest things about Built Bars, if, if you talk to anyone who has ever tried a Built Bar or, you know, received a box in the mail, uh, they probably have a favorite Built Bar flavor. What is your favorite Built Bar flavor? I got two of them. Okay, cookie, cool. dough, cookie dough chunk and the churro puff. Nice, nice. I am. I, I support both of those choices. My my favorite so far has really been the cookies and cream. I keep coming back to that one. But we did just get the... Uh, coconut brownie chunk uh, the other day to try uh yeah. again it was the it was the winner of the championship earlier this year uh, and, and you know what they, hmm. they are cheaper than a staple center hot dog after the game well that is very true and also probably healthier <laughs> they've got to be healthier and more delicious i think that's another Maybe. topic for another day yeah well but so they have lots of great flavors, including oh, yeah. some of our favorites. And if you are indecisive and you don't know which one your favorite is, the greatest thing is you can go to built.com and try a mixed box, which will give you uh, two of each of the main built bar flavors. So you can pick your own favorite, which I think is really cool. So go get the box and report back on what your favorite built bar flavor is if you haven't done that already. So you can go to built.com, check out everything available, and we have a promo code for you to get 15% mm-hmm. off your order. What do you think that promo code is, sir? Locked 15. It is indeed. Promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. Just Uh-oh. to reiterate something that we talked about a few minutes ago. Yes. So yeah, the Kings power play, not that good by comparison to the rest of the NHL. Uh, the Ducks are fourth right now. What? Just one of, yes. Like fourth best? Yes, fourth best. In what universe? In the current National Hockey League universe. God. Go look it up. The I, Ducks I'm are fourth. At, I'm looking at the Sharks are sixth. The Saber, what the? Okay, let, let's, we'll, we'll talk about Sean Walker in a hot second. Edmonton Oilers, number one. Blues, yeah. Flyers. Ducks, number four. Hurricanes, five. Sharks are number six, Nashville seven, Buffalo eight, Chicago nine, just Ottawa ten. Don't just Buffalo. They're 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 looking like a 
playoff team right now. I know, but like Chicago doesn't even have a win and they still have one of the top 10 power plays in the league. Like that's all their goals. I know it's, it's Almost really sad. all their goals are on the power play right now. It's it's that's yeah, it's depressing. The ducks uh-huh. are for we okay. Wow. Okay, cool. That just <laughs> you can't believe it. Mind. Can you? That just blew my mind. That the ducks are fourth. Yes. Yeah. Hard to believe, huh? What the heck? Well, fine. Um, the, old, the old guys are doing it. That's what. Well, yeah. Thanks a lot, Ryan Getzloff or whoever. Uh, yes, that's exactly <laughs> who Ducks fans should be thinking. You can't <laughs> oh, hate on Ryan boy. Getzloff. No, you. Can't. I mean, you could if you're you a Kings can. fan. Yeah, but but if you're a Ducks fan, I guess not. No, Maybe. he's leading the team in almost every... anyway. Amazing. So let's let's we're, we're stalling because we don't want to talk about this because it no, looked really it, gruesome. It sucks. So, um, Sean like, Walker. Yeah, like what what is your take on what happened there? Uh, it was a really fluky play to begin with. Um, this came right off of the faceoff early in the first period, and his knee just went one way and his body went another way. Uh, he left the faceoff dot, and he could not put any weight onto his leg. So, yes, the initial report is that he suffered the nebulous mm-hmm. lower body injury in the first period, and would not return. But knees don't bend that way. They don't. Um, I will not name names, but I did get a text message from someone that follows the Kings and said, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Walker's done for the year. Like, no joke. I'm worried about his knee. That was terrible. Yeah. So I, I did get that text from 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 someone. Yeah. But it, it just looked bad in general. No, yeah. Yeah, it's just legs are not meant to go that way. And so now the Kings find themselves in an even deeper hole defensively than they already were. You know, you can complain about Walker and Roy all you want and say that they, you know, are third pairing defensemen at best or whatever. But at the end of the day, they are some of the more experienced defensemen that we have uh, on our team. And they have been doing well enough. Now we are minus one of them. And... Mm -hmm. Christian Willannon got claimed by the Sabres. So there went our like main backup option for guy with NHL experience who could come up and play. Good uh, job, asset game. management. Good job. Yeah, well, you know, Buffalo, it, it just, it was a terrible coincidence that Buffalo also happened to get like guys injured right when we put him on waivers. <laughs> and look how good Buffalo's doing. Oh, amazing. I can't wait for Stanley Cup champion Christian Willannon on the Buffalo <laughs> Sabres, I guess. Yeah, it could happen. But it could. It could. So uh, we have Austin let's... Strand. He's yes. already been called up. I thought mm-hmm. he was fine in this game tonight. Was looked like one of the better defensemen. It seems like, as much as it may pain Kings fans to think about it, it sort of seems like Kale Clegg's moment is over. Uh, so I don't particularly know if he's next up. No, and not at all. And I'll t- and I'll tell you no. why. Why? Um, because Kale Clegg. Well, first off, he's on the wrong side. Yeah, like they need another right-handed defenseman to put Kale Clegg on the wrong side is not going to help him succeed and is not going to help his development in general. Mm-hmm. If he has any chance, any chance mm-hmm. of coming back up to the Kings, this is just not it. Yeah, and what they need is another guy on that side. They just lost Drew Doughty. They just lost Sean Walker. Probably for, I I don't want to say probably, possibly for the year, possibly. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to look at the depth chart. And this is where I have my little bit of issue with how guys try to talk about <laughs> the Kings. Again, not going to name names. But clearly, sometimes I watch the Kings post game or the telecast. And I could tell who watches the rain and who doesn't. And if they think that Marcus Phillips is a name, like, no. Wait, who, someone said that? Or who else? Oh, there was also, what about Jordan Spence? Jordan Spence is a young rookie. He's done okay with the Ontario rain, but he hasn't been their best defenseman. I think this is an absolute no-brainer at all. It's Sean Dursey next. To me, Austin Strand was one of the best defensive players for the Reign this season, right up there with Kale Clegg. And someone who does not get a lot of love, but again, on the wrong side is Jacob Overari. Mm-hmm. Who, I don't know about you, but I think he's been great for the Reign this season. Yeah, he has been very, like, I have been, uh, so I, I have previously like went over at SB nation. I, I've, I know um, uh, Patrick Bexall, who is kind of our man in Sweden. Uh, and he covered uh, Jacob Movari when he was still in the SHL because he was on uh, Patrick's local team. And so I have been all like pumping Jacob Movari's tires for seasons now because of what I've learned about him from, you know, eyewitnesses in Sweden. And he has been very quietly solid for the rain. But yeah, like you said, if we need someone to come up and play on the right and we don't want to, you know, set someone up to fail by being like, haha, suddenly you play on the other side now, you know, it, mm-hmm. I don't think it should be his time, but I do think he should be in the conversation for a call up at some point when we need a guy on the left. Cause that'll happen eventually. Oh, agreed wholeheartedly. I mean, yeah, you have Mikey Anderson who's doing an okay job. So Toby's doing fine. Mm-hmm. And even Alexander Edler, I'll give credit for yes. tonight's game. I, I thought been, he put up some good minutes. Mm-hmm. I've been pleasantly surprised by him. I was prepared to be like disappointed, but not surprised. But he, you can tell like, you know, the legs aren't there anymore, but the IQ is still there. And he has made a lot of really smart plays in a situation that, you know, we did not get him to play top pairing minutes, but he is now. Uh, and, you know, it, it can't last forever, but I, I have been I mean, very he's kind, of, he's kind of forced into that so now. Far. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is unfortunate that he's forced into that, but yeah, there you go. Um, but to me, there's only two left hand. Well, actually, to me, there's only really one, and it's not Marcus Phillips, mm-hmm. and it's not Jordan Spence. And as much as I like Helga Granz, not quite his time yet. I think mm-hmm. Granz still needs time to develop. Sean Dursey to me has been a key contributor to the Ontario Reigns hot start this season. Yes, he's only got two points so far this season, but he's an extremely defensively sound defenseman. And by that, he means he he does not miss assignments. Mm-hmm. One, he's a very unselfish player to me. And he plays a 200-foot game. And yes, I know what you're going to say. Plus, minus, we're going to go for that. Yes, we're going to go for that right now. He's a plus five. Yeah. He has been almost directly responsible for some of the biggest goals for the Ontario rain this season and to the point where he's blocking multiple shots. And I know that block shots are not an official category, but as you said, 
eyewitnesses. Yes, I'm an eyewitness. I've seen all the rain games this season. And I can tell you that Sean Dursey has blocked something like a dozen shots so far this season, and he will put himself out there. So Kings fans, I think, oh, Jordan Spence. No, it's not Jordan Spence. It is not. It is Sean Dursey's time <laughs> right now. Give Spence a little bit more time. It's I, I like, time. He deserves I like, it. I like the point about the block shots for Jersey. Like, again, like, it, yeah, it, it's it's not like, oh, this should be the main criteria. But Jersey is someone who I think we think of as an offensive defenseman. And sometimes, you know, guys in that category get a little pigeonholed of like, oh, you couldn't put the puck in the net, but you can't do much of anything else. And so seeing a guy who is his brand is essentially offensive defenseman being a guy who is also like yeah i will lay it out and block that shot and like you said be a defensively sound player i think is is really good for him and i think that i i I like when i whenever i saw the injury to sean walker i was trying to figure out who would be the next man up um and was kind of struggling because for the reasons we kind of talked about i don't think it's going to be kale clegg um i agree with you on spence and grans like I, i think that they will get there eventually but I think right now, if the Kings are trying to salvage anything out of this season, it isn't the time then to put a guy in the NHL who has like three professional North American games. Like that's not that, that ain't it. So I was kind of like, who who's left. Uh, So I like the idea of Jersey. I think that he's been in the system long enough that Mm -hmm. he's also the kind of guy that you you need to reward eventually with uh, some NHL time and no better time to see what he has under especially under pressure than yeah, right I'll, now i'll throw i'll throw some other fun stuff out there for those that don't follow the interior rain and judging by the attendance most of you are not yikes that's what? a topic for another show i'm later sorry on. no i'm you're, sorry you're, but you're right. i this is something that gets me a little bit angry and yes. i am going to call out the fans on this so i'm yes. sorry kings fans if you're offended by this but i'm gonna call you out why aren't you guys coming to rain games attendance is piss poor but that's another topic for another day Yep. If you were there on Tuesday, and judging by the 1,000 people, yes, I'm not kidding, the 1,500 people that were in Ontario on Tuesday, you didn't see the fantastic shot blocking by Sean Dursey. You didn't see that for the power plays, and especially on the game tying goal with about two minutes left against the Abbotsford Canucks. Dursey was out there and was one of the main guys that was moving the puck around, that was gathering it in the neutral zone when it left, and he even dove once to keep the puck in the zone, which tells me he's an unselfish player, but he is willing to go out there for his team. And he did just that. And he did get an assist on that game tying goal, the six on five with the bottom end of 45 left against the Canucks. They did win that game. And he was also instrumental on the Friday night game against the Condors, where he got at least three key shots late in the game. So it's his time. It's finally his time to make his NHL debut. I was saying this last season that Dursey deserves a chance. Mm-hmm. He for sure deserves it now. Yeah. Give him that shot, LA Kings. Sorry, Los Angeles Kings. This is not LA Kings, not LA City. Oh my goodness. <sighs> That's also a whole other podcast topic. Yeah. I'm well, not there... always this angry, folks, I promise. Mm. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wow. <laughs> You're going to give me a bad rap here, Sarah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, 
I think you make a good case for Sean Dursey. I think listeners, if you want to get on the Sean Dursey train early, uh, you should go ahead and do that. And then whenever he gets called up, you can say, I told you so. And I think that'll be awesome. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll, we should know pretty soon uh, what the Kings are going to do. Their next game is uh, that game on Thursday against the Jets. So they have a couple of days to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess we will see what happens and update you accordingly. So thank you for listening to the show today. As always, Jason, pleasure to have you on the show to rant about the Ontario rain. Uh, you someone want to tell has to do what it. you're doing on Thursday? Um, no, not yet. Okay. Cool. So um, I will go first. So you can find yes. me on Locked on Anaheim Ducks, where I rant even more about the Anaheim Ducks. And I'm in a ranting mood right now. So expect the next couple episodes to sound just like this. Angry JD. And speaking of JD, you can find me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Or you could follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, locked on Anaheim Ducks. Uh, thank you. I also Excellent. do public address and a bunch mm-hmm. of other stuff that yeah. I, yeah, I'm Yelled all over the place. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. Angry Cloud yelling. Oh my Sarah, where can everyone find your work? <laughs> uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah, where I mostly yell about things. Uh, you can find this show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings, where I mostly yell about things as well. Uh, and come say hi. Follow me on Twitter. Follow the show on whatever your favorite podcast app of choices so you never miss an episode. And make sure you come back every day this week uh, for more Kings content, especially later on in the week, because there may or may not be some surprises in store later in the week. But we'll get to that later. So thank you for listening. Uh, Tell your friends all about it. And uh, Kings fly together or something, right? (laughs) You said the thing. (laughs) I did. All right. Have a great night everyone. And uh, until next time, this has been Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.